0: Hello everybody, this is Pastor Iris again and today we have our lovely lady Florence Sutherland back in the studio with us. We're going to carry on with the series that we started this month um, on where we are in Christ and and what what God can do for us, especially at this time of the pandemic. I was just thinking, you know, where where on earth do you start? Because the word of God is just so amazing. So first of all, let's welcome Florence. Hi, Florence. Hello, hello everybody. Good to be here again. I love this technology. You know, Zoom is really good. It's helping. It is amazingly, hasn't it?
1: It is. It's amazing. Though I though I do prefer flesh and blood. I must confess.
0: Oh. Yeah, you can't. You know, the quality of the recordings, so so, are much better. Yes, <laughs> much Yeah, But um, yeah. I, I was just picking up on on what we had been talking about previously. Mm. In a way, God is our hiding place, isn't He? He is. Uh, I think he that's is. you know, and sticking with the Psalms for a minute as well. Lovely. I mean, Psalm thirty-two verses six through seven, Um, this is what David wrote, he said the title says, well he didn't write this bit, but he said the title of this is that it's a contemplation, so he was, David was in a place where he was contemplating, what was he contemplating, I wonder, was he Mm -hmm. contemplating his death or his uh, or, you know, his situ- the whole situation, how he was going to escape, how would he confront Saul, or vice versa, what would happen. But he was in a place of contemplation. In other words, he, he was thinking. And he's looking at his own life and experience. So in this psalm, he speaks of how blessed he is. And it's his testimony of God's grace, forgiveness, and love. And he tells of a period that he went through when he felt rejected and forgotten. He felt like that he was just staggering through life with no vitality and no hope. His situation was dire, indeed, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Verse 3 and 4, we see that. But through prayer and bringing his need to God, he finds the way to restoration and release. And he's encouraged and invigorated by the overwhelming joy and gratitude that filled his heart at the thought that he is forgiven. Then in verse six and seven comes this encouragement and testimony as he shares his experience. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Amen. Amen. We were talking about um, how we should be worshipping God and praising him in song in these days. But that also reminds me of of a very old gospel song. And uh, I wonder if I can sing it. I probably can't. But it is no secret. It is no secret. No, I can't. I've got got a broken voice this morning. It's breaking already. It is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. That's a beautiful old, old chorus. It's so blessed. Mm. Praise God. You know, as children of God, we're loved and forgiven. And to cap it all, we too can say with David, you are my hiding place, God. This hiding place is not a dark dungeon of despair, but a refuge and a shelter in the time of storm. And these are days of mounting stress and anxiety. Jesus warned of days that would come when people's hearts would fail them through fear. Luke 21, 26. In today's mm. political, economic, and social storms, let's remember that we are in Christ and that our lives are hidden with Christ in God. Glossians Amen. 3, 1 through 4. Mm. We need to know that, you know, everybody needs to know that we are blessed if we find peace, rest and sheltered in Christ. You know, it wasn't, it didn't take long to expose how even Christians are feeling. Mm. When it was announced just recently that Biden was going to be president of the United States, Christians immediately went into shock because all of the prophecies had said, no way. You know, it, it was going to be Trump. And I still believe that because a lot of what it has done, what, is, what God is about doing in this, in this uh, day and age is exposing all the corruption that is out there. And he is uncovering more and more and more of it. And I don't think, and God has used Donald Trump to, to make that exposure apparent to everybody. So we are still in the throes of, of their battle in court to, to prove what they have found. And they, they are able to do that. But at the, at the announcement of that, Christians were phoning the, the prophetic line of, of Sid Ross. And they were were telling him how scared they were, how worried they were, how fearful they were that this had happened, because they knew what it meant if Satan takes control of this world. I always want to speak to every Christian out there to really examine your heart, your fearfulness, and that's what we want to address today, is, is that inner fear and what we can do about that to give our hearts peace and rise above it. So, let me ask my colleague Florence what, what she thinks about this. Florence, what do you think?
1: Um, about uh, the, the results in America
0: or... more about the fear that people that showed in people because they thought at that point that that was it the end of
1: the world. Yeah. Uh, do you know, I, I sit on the fence on, on this one uh, in a way, because throughout the elections, I did hear the prophecies and my prayer, and my prayer has consistently been, Lord, let your will be done and let your will transcend every human will so that your perfect will will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And what that did for me is it put me in a place of rest because I'm trusting God to do his will here on earth, because I have prayed for his will to happen, whether it's in America whether it's here, where I'm calling down the will of God over the nation of America, over the presidents of America, because I I don't I don't know what's going on. There were so many prophecies, and now we are here. There's so many things I don't understand. And whenever I am in that place where I feel a sense of confusion. Or a sense of not knowing what is going on. And then I just stand and I pray like the Lord Jesus prayed. Let your kingdom come. Your will be done. Here on earth. In America. As it is in heaven. That has consistently given me peace. And I continue to stand on that. Because... Mm. There is a lot that has happened. A lot of prophecies that have come. And now we are here. What do you do as a believer? You position yourself. And you begin to seek. Whose will do you want to see established? And if it's the will of God, then you make your request known to God. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding like we learned, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. The the other thing that has helped me is not to presume. I I find that sometimes as Christians we can begin to presume things that are probably totally and completely out of control things we don't understand. You know, if you are in the same place as I am, retreat, go to the closet. Just pray and continue to declare that God's will be done, that God's kingdom will come in not only the situation with America, even in our own COVID situation. God, God, Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come.
0: Yeah, I quite quite agree. I do quite agree. I I was just shocked and stunned to hear of the hundreds and hundreds and thousands, he said, calls that and emails and text messages that he actually got from fearful Christians who were jubilant but were now fearful. And, and And I think, you know, that needs addressing because we've got to really ask people ourselves, where are we in all of this? Mm-hmm. Are we listening to man or are we truly listening to God? Mm-hmm. And, and I think one of the, the biggest challenges is in, in human life is to lead, is to, to lean on the leadership. Wherever that leadership is, whether it's in church or the country, or, or whatever. You know, it's just there, isn't
1: it? It is. It is. And you're right. That is what we need to be questioning. Why are people so moved? Why are people so fearful? Is our trust in Donald Trump? All is our trust in the God, hallelujah, in the God that appoints presidents and puts them over nations. And and sometimes we can get things mixed up. God is the one that delivers us. Yes, he uses people to deliver us. Yes, he uses people to work in our lives and in situations. But our faith should never be in a human being. Our faith needs to be firmly established in God because that is what causes a lot of the saints to fall away. When their minister sins and falls into sin because he's only human, the whole church scatters. And maybe we just need to be thinking about where we have placed our faith because misplaced faith, will cause us harm our faith needs to be in god who appoints our leaders who appoints our pastors and for us to begin to recognize that you know what even my pastor is a human being and i need to constantly lift him up yeah and pray for him that god will grant him victory in his family, in his ministry, in his relationships, because he's still here on earth. And he faces all these trials, just like I do. We, we, I, I think we need to just pray for our leaders and entrust them to God and not to see them
0: as gods. That's right. That's right. But we can't leave all the work to them, can we? This is a, oh. This is a one-on-one. Um, one and God isn't it? It isn't, it isn't even collective as a body of Christ mm. it's dealing with each of us dealing with what the fear that is in buried in there that maybe we haven't yet recognised, maybe that fear just surfaced at that moment and then that would have been a good place for it to be dealt with that's another uh, thing you know, absolutely, I hadn't
1: actually Uh, I thought about uh, that fear, Uh, and I suppose it is the fear that caused the people to begin to think, what are we going to do now, now that um, the elections have come the way they have come? It must be fear that is causing the worry, the upset, and the anxiety, because fear is is a very powerful emotion. It can even bring anger. You know, it brings the anxiety, it brings the depression because of the power that fear has. In, and just the talking about this, I haven't actually looked at it. But if you look at the Bible, there are so many times when the Lord says, do not be afraid. And I think it's because of the power of the emotion of fear, on our thoughts, on our mind, and on all the things that we do. I can just imagine why he said to Joshua, do not be fear, and so do not be afraid. You know, look, I have given you Jericho. You must take Jericho, but if you allow fear, then you won't be able to take it. Yeah. In a, and then it, uh, Isaiah 41, and so do not fear, yeah. for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I'm with you. I think that's the verse for the nations right now. Yeah. Isaiah forty-one ten, the Lord is saying, do not fear, for I am with you. In this COVID, I am with you. In the elections, in the states, I am with you. Whatever go, is going on, he says, I am with you. The I am is with us.
0: Yeah, yeah. So We should not allow ourselves to be dismayed. No. 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 And, and I, I think it's a time of healing for Christians as well. It's a time for open awareness. Now they must address that in themselves, and you know, because that God is able at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, what does this say in uh, Jude, verse 24? Mm-hmm. Jude 1, 24 and 25 it says, Now to him, that's God, who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the yeah. presence of his glory with exceeding joy, exceeding joy. Mm-hmm. Not, not even a labor. To God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and, forever. and forevermore. Amen. I mean, it's a question of just, again, that, that, you know, this is talking about praising, always praising and working mm-hmm. in, you know, in, in song. And he saves and he keeps. And he certainly, you know, you know, we certainly need this sort of blessing on ourselves. Yes. Yes, we do. It's we awesome, do. Doesn't it? it gives us assurance. It keeps us yeah. in touch with him heavenwards.
1: Amen. Amen. And I think maybe that maybe that is the practice that we, we need to get involved in. You know, was it... Um, um, Which saint was that that he spoke about practicing the presence of God at all times, just being aware of the fact that actually um, the Lord is is with us all the time, you know, which helps us to be in that place that you are talking about, Reverend, you know, that place of constantly. Praying and having faith in God, And I was just looking today, and I was reminded of Second Peter. Is it Second Peter one three, which talks about us having been given everything we need for life and for godliness? And, you know, I find that very, very encouraging. Because it's like the, the, the Lord is saying, everything you need to overcome this life, everything you need to overcome, the shock, the, the Trump shock, yeah. the COVID shock, everything yep. that we need, the Bible says we have been given. That's right. So let, let us fall back on that which we have been given so that we can continue to live a life that is pleasing before God. I I, I was talking about the seasons that we are living in and what we should be doing. You know, I was just looking, the Lord was ministering to me about the importance of living well. You know, when Joseph was in Pharaoh's palace, He didn't want to be there. He found himself there because his brothers had betrayed him and they had put him in the palace. But even when he was in the palace, Joseph lived his life well. He continued to honor God. He continued to remember who he was. Even when Potiphar's wife tempted him, he said to Potiphar's wife, your husband has entrusted me with everything and he's put all those things under me and he's given me access to all of them except you his wife, I am not going to sin against the God, and he ran away. And you know, I really feel that in this season, we too need to begin to determine that COVID or no COVID, whether the the elections that are being contested uh, turn in the way Uh, people want them to turn or not. We must determine to live a life that honors God like Joseph did.
0: Yeah, I quite agree with you. I mean, you know, we're called to be God's own people, aren't we? You know, but by Mm -hmm. grace, we are preserved as well. Um, Amen. I mean, lockdowns may inconvenience, you know, inconvenience everyone. You've got daily news broadcasts that trouble us and mm-hmm. its opinions concerning COVID may confuse us. But, you know, one thing that Peter says in 1 Peter, 3, 1 Peter 1, verses 3 and 5, is praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, and who, through faith, are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Amen. So we haven't had it all yet. It is going to be revealed. We have something to really look forward to. And in Jude's closing prayer, strangely enough, looking back on those those centuries, um, it was a prayer and blessing. He reminds us that as well as the many spiritual and physical circumstances that could come against us, there is one who is able to keep us from stumbling and Peter refers it to as being shielded by God's power. The fact that God has already ordained us for who we are should be enough for any Christian to Amen. You know, not not to worry about the other bits of things at this time. But he goes on to write here: but when you seek him in prayer, be blessed by embracing the practical truths that he's able to do exceeding abundantly, exceeding abundantly. You can't even imagine how much that is above all that we ask or think. And that's mm. Ephesians 3, 20, 21. And when you are always mm. having all sufficiency in all things, they mm. have abundance for every good work in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. Mm. His plan is still for us, to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. There's the other one that I wanted to bring up, joy, because we can sing our little hearts out, but we need to sing until we are joyous and that joy rises up in us and because the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's a spiritual force. It's not a happiness it is a joy that just comes up on the inside and is overwhelming. Amen. Um, you just can't live without it, can you? No. Just cannot no. Live it. no. But I think also it's about, you know, it's love as well. We can't live without love, not the carnal sort of love, but a deep love and concern that is compassion. That again draws up from the well that is inside us that compassionate feeling for humankind as it
1: absolutely are you it sounds like you you're taking us back to the to the fruit of the spirit and the gifts uh, the, the fruit of the spirit really isn't it yes it is Yes. So, and that is in Galatians 5, isn't it? And uh, from 22, you know, what you're talking about joy, you're talking about peace. Um, and uh, Galatians five twenty two says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. That's right. In, and that's what you just spoke about, that love, that compassion, that that empathy, especially in this time when there seems to be such a strong uh, drive towards the selfishness and the polarization of communities. You know, Galatians is urging and encouraging us uh, to nurture the fruit of the Spirit which is love. And then you spoke about joy. You spoke about peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. That's what you're talking about, isn't it?
0: That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. And we need to come back to that basic, don't we? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yes, because in 24, in order for us, it feels like, in order for us to experience what Paul is talking about in verse 22 of chapter 5, you see that in 24, it says, now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires, yes,
0: yes, that's an interesting one. Do you know it was, with when when people really thought we really getting worried about COVID? Do you know people were going out and buying new cars? Oh, got to have the latest model. Oh, I've always wanted that. We're going to buy that. I saw a fleet a, a a brand new suite of furniture being delivered a couple of doors away, and a thought just struck me. Well, if you really think it's the end of the world, what are you doing by that? You know, it's the way the human mind is working. Oh, that was a desire. I must achieve that desire. Instead of wrapping that desire around Jesus and just leaving that concern there, it's like a, a bottle of, of lovely wine. Mm. I like port wine because it's sweet. You know, lovely dessert wine and you don't need very much of it because you can just enjoy the, the flavour of it at the right mm. time with some cheese and around a meal. Yeah, um, And and I thought, the other day I thought, I can have a glass of port right now. <laughs> you know? And I thought, Iris, what are you talking about? Why do you need it right now? And I thought, well, it's not because I haven't had any for a long time. The, the thought was, I was thinking, what are the things I would miss on this earth? What have I got here that I'm not going to get better of or better at in heaven or in eternity? Mm. And and that popped up out of my spirit. So I had to deal with that one. I said, we're not having a bottle of port just because you think that, you know, it'd be nice to have one. We don't (laughs) need that right now. So... That's, that's the sort of thing I'm talking about. What pe- What is in people's minds and hearts and it's already been programmed, but that, that is their next buy, or that is what they're, they're gonna miss, or they can't give that up. Now that's another thing. They can't give up something. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: Um, and they're addicted to it.
1: Yes, yeah, and that's love why love we must it. crucify those desires so that we are not enslaved by them you were able to say you know what we're not having pot right now that's right i'm not doing that you you resisted the desire of the flesh because you could see that uh, at that time it isn't what needed to be done but do you, do you think that sometimes people do things like that because they feel so out of control? And I think as Christians, maybe that's what we need to be mindful of. Because we don't have control over COVID, we may find ourselves obsessing over things that we have control over to give ourselves control because we are feeling so defeated and so out of control. So maybe buying, uh, maybe buying a, a, a lounge suite all of a sudden, even if your lounge is already full, probably gives you control because that's one thing you can do. The government is saying you can't go out and do what you like, but you think, oh, but I can go on the computer and I can buy my 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 car and I can buy this, I can buy this. So I think maybe we need to be very careful about how we counteract the feelings of being totally and completely out of control and make sure that whatever we do in this place where we are feeling that control has been taken away is going to be that which is going to honour God.
0: Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. Because I know that's how people are reacting. If I Mm. have that reaction in myself, and I know that's how people are reacting. Yes. A lot of people don't come to Christ because of that reaction. You know, that, that, that something comes up and they think, oh, I wouldn't want to give that up. Or what? Oh, I couldn't give that up. Because it means so much to them. It's become, it was just a part of their life, like your finger attached to your hand. Mm. And, um, and it does stop a lot of people coming to, to Jesus because of that. And I remember even in my own marriage when my, my late husband was, was alive and he'd been baptised, but there came a point where he didn't want to give something up. And that, that was his association with other women, which I mm. didn't really fully know about. But the thing is, he came to me and he said, Iris, I'm not coming to church anymore. He said, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Mm. I can't do it. And I had to say, Lord, I have to leave him in your hands because that's what—that's all you can do. I think God would have honoured the fact that He didn't want to be he, he was fearful of God enough to want not yeah. be hypocritical about going to yeah. church, you know, because He knew the consequences. Mm. So people can be like that as well. But I think what a lot of people also don't realise is that they don't have to give anything up. They just have to come as they are. Yeah. And let the Holy Spirit clean them up. Just just allow God, God, he doesn't whip things away from you straight away. Yeah. In most cases, unless it's life-threatening. And, yeah. And, and I think that that's where we are. God is in control. And it's a question of seeing Jesus as he really is.
1: Amen. And, and it, it's back to that, to, to that, place of grace isn't it yeah. you know um we are told that it is we are saved by grace absolutely. and because we are saved by grace That's then let our walk be by grace absolutely well, not because of what we have done or what we know or whatever it it, it has to be on god's terms and we've got to trust him. Absolutely.
0: And that's where mm. we're going to have to leave it again now for this week. Oh. <laughs> you see what happens when we get together, Florence. We love yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. wonderful. It's good. Okay. okay. Bye-bye to everybody, but we will be back. Yes.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Take care and God bless. Bye-bye mm. now.